presented by Green Island Logs. And here are your hosts, Vivian and Nocturne. Uh, every week it just gets worse for me. Now I'm 0 and 4. I'm like that, that bombing last in the power rankings. Yeah, I guess this is what uh, Mitch Trubisky feels, you know? Trying my best. But I guess I just. I'm not cut for this. I don't know. We pretty much are full opposites, you and me, Vivian, right? There's like no grain between you. You get up early, you go to the gym, you do all your notes, you keep track of everything. Me, I get up late, I don't do my bed, and I'm just, uh, my hair is a mess, I can't cook. Ugh. I can't, I can't. <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about having a system, Milton. Um, and I've, I've locked it down, you know? Like, Tom Brady's got his TB12. Yeah. Like, I got my system over here, too. Yeah, you got the VH12 or whatever. <laughs> uh, you're simply the best. Already catching up in power rankings. You're at numero tres. You're, you're baking brownies yesterday. You're hosting a party, which I missed, by the way. And I'm just this sad, washed-up little clown snuck up in a dark, dark corner in my house this morning. Anyways, let's just go to Kyler Murray's four-minute drill. League One top golf takes a swing at Diana's dandy team, handing her her first L on the season. Calvin Sportsbook did good, but not great, resulting in a win for good, not great. Gosh, guys, and your name is... I was over on the bench, manages to still tussle with three Bengals and a hound dog and win. Big Easy makes it look easy over 21 rings. And dance on match team with match herb. Herb, your enthusiasm. 130.46 to 113.3. Elite 2, Connor's glorious team, ties up his record with a win over Friday night. Corgis, the wolf pack, takes a bit out of all Barkley no bite, while Rams house topples with Diablos Moncos. Kyle Kemp's real team looked real legit over Al Pacheco, and Jill's super team soared over a thing with Tugel. Ooh, Tobin. 110.86 to 91.76. Elite 3. Team trying my best wasn't good enough for Rebeculous. Good for you. And Rick is legit. Legit. Ah, my English. Team takes a stab at Spork. Hot out of the oven, Scott's Tots burns the nails rat pack while Yo Belchick yourself sings in victory over Dan's dandy team. Philly's Philly topples Excelsior's Kingdom for their first W on the year. I need that. My, my team is all four. League four. Trufani sloppy steaks eat sack lunch. Gaga Ulala Brady. Gaga has smooth as loot caught in a bad romance. <laughs> what the nice writing there, Vivian. Andy's marvelous team dominates Herbert Sherbert's while McLovin is loving a win over Lindsay's legendary team. Karen's swag team showed no not enough swag when it came to facing Aggie's staunching team, losing by a mere 1.5 points. Ouch, that hurts. League five, I got a feeling rises to 500 against the Spartans while Joel's astounding team trips over laces out. Travis Book Bashers eats fluty flakes for breakfast, and Christian's Clowns make a, makes a joke out of Peter's phenomenal team. In a close, close matchup, the Smith Dazzle team outshines Kyle's legendary team 126.18 to 123.22. Lake Seeks, Error DNU, suffers from Acre Breaky Heart, and Ain't No Holiday Girl puts up a whopping 152 points. Wow, against Thomas Unmatched Team. Jake's world class team doesn't need beer, vodka, ballet, while Mr. Football proves he's not made from below average leather. <laughs> Myla's magnificent team fell to Will's extraordinary team in a big loss. Whoa, 69.56 to 130.72. League 7, to Affinity and Beyond, breaks down a team. And Big Dak Energy showed out against Francis' first rate team. Laid off Dot Monks sure has time on his hands. Whoa, I see that. To take down Emily's excellent team, killing it was killed by Sky Superchargers. And Alex awesome team chokes on big hopes, huh? 
League 8, demented and sad but social, threw down Danny Dimes. While Claudio's standout team falls to the auto-draft Kings, AI for the win. KT's quality team made a quality play that hurt so good. While more money, more problems had just one problem, beating B-Legendary. When Robbie Gold stepped out for the extra points. Monster Mash Mash's Brooks boss team, 118 to 105. League 9, terrible towels to wipes, grunking me softly. While Mitch's madly stinging chucks Hail Mary. Stacy's quality team gets their first win against Ovo Bash Gen. I still don't know how to pronounce that name. And rebuilding years saw their lineup burst in flames in the Vance's Inferno. Traeria tried and tried and tested 18 of the best turnip recipes to victory. League 10, Jordan's grand team kneels before the Sunday night king again. Wow, while no breaks, Jake was all gas against false no goal. Touchdown Mama scores big against Collins' Astro Blasters and Master Blasters. And Sarah's okay did less than okay against Edwards' quality team. Cats on rival team finds a rival in Kyle's first class team, dropping to 500. In the League of Champions, thinking Arby's with the Great Iron Monk's highest score of the week brings down Kendall Beckham Jr., 156 to 10906. There's gotta be a typo there. I'm gonna check Rebus and Butthead takes a butt punt by third string kickers. And JT's, JT's Legends makes big plays against Orange. Is the new sack. Champlain pops bottles with a 12 point wing over LFG. Whew. Okay. Uh, thank God for auto speed. I can speed that up to four nice, four tight minutes there. At least I can get that right. But uh, yeah, we were just talking in our pre production kind of thing. <laughs> But how many injuries are going on? So let's let's get started, Vivian. All right, there's quite a few injuries on the injury report. One of these weeks, maybe, just maybe we'll have fewer. <laughs> um, but the first up I have here, Jonathan Taylor. So the initial tests on um, that ankle injury says that he avoided anything major. The Colts were originally fearing a high ankle sprain, but it looks like he's not expected to be kept off the field for an extended period of time, which is good news for that team. Um, We'll probably look for an update later in the week, but he is probably going to be out, though, since they do play in the Thursday night matchup against the Broncos. Um, And then speaking of which, just yesterday on Monday, uh, Frank Reich said that Philip Lindsay will work into the equation if Jonathan Taylor is unable to play. So I don't know. Do we smell a revenge game incoming? No, I don't know. Lindsay. No, that doesn't even count. (laughs) We have other revenges that did happen. We'll talk about those. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Broncos, man, Javante Williams... Uh, He was ruled out and did not return against the Raiders on Sunday. Sources did confirm yesterday that he tore his ACL along with a torn LCL and a posterior lateral corner. Absolutely devastating. I know. I don't know what all that means, but it just sounds so painful. Um, Absolutely devastating for someone who could have finished top five, top three on the season as a running back. Um, His season's over. Melvin Gordon is going to get the workload, obviously, because he is the more talented back. But as we know, he's always had a fumbling problem, which makes me really concerned because this offense as a whole is not good. Um, But Hackett has come out and said yesterday that Gordon will play and will have a big role on Thursday night against the Colts. He says, I expect for him to step up and have a great, great game. Now, Analysts, fantasy analysts, they're already telling you go out and grab grab Mike Boone, but I don't 
No. I don't think that's the no. move. Like, Homeboy yeah. had, like, two drops in a matter of minutes with nobody on him in that game on Sunday. Um, the Broncos did just sign Latavius Murray from the Saints practice squad to the team last night. Um, so we'll see. You know, I, I don't know if you picked up Latavius Murray either, honestly. I don't I, I don't think either. I have, None of these guys play. So Latavius Murray played, just played this Sunday morning, you know, at 6 a.m., He vultured yep. a touchdown from my, um, what is this guy's name? I forgot the other running back's name. Mark Ingram came, vultured a uh, touchdown, and just sank me even deeper because I started Mark Ingram because I'm that ridiculous. And now he's with the, the Broncos. So that's all I know about Latavius Murray right now. I, mean, <laughs> I can't take this. Yeah. Um. This was a surprising report. I, I saw this late last night. Apparently, Russell Wilson, he had suffered from a shoulder injury from Sunday's game as well. Mm. Um, just saw a random report last night that he's on track to play against the Colts, but is receiving treatment throughout the week. So, oh yeah, this is going to be a shitty primetime game. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um. Cordero Patterson also placed on the IR with a minor procedure on his knee yesterday morning. He actually went into the game on Sunday with a hurt knee. So oh whatever it was, must have flared up. The Falcons signed Caleb Huntley to the roster, but Smith says that Patterson should be back sooner rather than later, which I think is just coach speak for we really need this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... A light, maybe, in this running back wasteland. So Ron Rivera says that if everything goes fine this week, there's a good shot that oh. Brian Robinson will play on Sunday. He's been officially cleared by the docs and will be practicing this week. Um, meanwhile, Rivera says that Jahan Dotson, um, suffered, who suffered a hamstring injury on Sunday, uh, he could be kept out a week or two, which is wow. a tough blow for that offense. Oh, boy. Um, another running back update. So it looks like Ravens running back Gus Edwards, who it has been on the physically unable to perform um, list, will start practicing this week, mm. according to Harbaugh. Meanwhile, Rush, this was kind of a funny report. Um, I haven't had a chance to dig into it more this morning, but apparently yesterday, Rashad Bateman told Harbaugh that he's day-to-day -day with oh, his he foot injury. Um, Harbaugh doesn't think it's serious. I just think it's funny that, like, as a player, like, he went up and was just like, hey, coach, I think I'm day-to-day. -day. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Very self-proactive, <laughs> no? Um, anyways, you, Rashad Bateman, are going into my bench. I'm done with you for, I mean, not dropping him, <laughs> but he's getting benched. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Traylon Burks carted off on Sunday. Ooh, Tests yeah. are showing turf toe. No surgery for him, just rehab, but he is going to miss some time. Um, Brian Hoyer did not return against the Packers mm -hmm. after suffering a head injury in the first quarter in Sunday's game. Uh, rookie Bailey Zappi replaced Hoyer at QB Zappi. and will probably start this week. <laughs> Zappi. Yeah, this guy Zappi. came out of nowhere and apparently he's good, no? But he's, he did play good from... I mean, I didn't see the game, but I was hearing it on the radio. And, I mean, uh, kept the Patriots, which I thought were going to get blown out. All the way yeah. to, like, uh, overtime. Uh, going toe-to-toe -to -toe yeah. with the great Aaron Rodgers. 
crazy. Um, another quarterback update here. Jerry Jones said on the local uh, radio show that Dax Prescott's thumb is healing just fine, but his grip on the ball is not well enough to play at the moment. So Prescott is scheduled to meet with a doctor later today, which is Tuesday. So I don't expect him to come back on uh, Sunday as he had wanted to. <laughs> um, we've got, <laughs> man, what a mess. Oh, we got Tyrod Taylor with a concussion oh, and is in concussion protocol. We had Daniel Jones who came back to the game on Sunday after Tyrod Taylor got a concussion. But he was taken out originally because he had his own ankle injury earlier in the second half. Um, now, Daniel Jones' ankle injury, he is considered day-to-day, could cause some issues for the Giants game versus the Packers uh, if he can't travel to London for the Sunday game. Um, and Taylor is unable to clear concussion protocol. So as of, uh, I guess it's been like 15 minutes now, 15 minutes ago this Tuesday morning, the Giants have brought in AJ McCarron wow. and Jake Fromm for workouts. That's where AJ McCarron came from. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's a name I haven't seen in so long. He was famous (laughs) because he had this hot girlfriend or wife. I can't remember anything. Like a model or something. That's all he's got. Uh, Kenny Galladay did not return in Sunday's game. So I don't know if that's even worth monitoring. He's (laughs) shitting the bed (laughs) in terms of fans and actual production. Um, Cameron Bray, another one in concussion protocol after colliding with Chris Godwin uh, oh <laughs> on Sundays. God. That's true. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was really funny. Um, and then I think the update that everyone is looking for, Mike McDaniel did say it's too early to give a timeline on Tua, but he <laughs> is definitely out this Sunday against the Jets. Like fucking dumb. Oh yeah. <laughs> like. Tua probably shouldn't step on a field again for a couple of months. Well, he should um, Unfortunately, what? I think he should just call it quits. Honestly, like, Pat, we'll get into it in just yeah. a sec. But, like, the concussion protocol, or three games at most for a concussion in the NFL is what they usually do. So I'm not sure the Dolphins will wait much longer than that. But... I think McDaniels is basically saying it's too early to give a timeline on when this heat from the media will blow over <laughs> and he can start to again. It's ridiculous because the NFL, they just care about the money. And as we saw, like that was, I was uncomfortable watching that. And then when they replayed it, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch the rest of this game. Um, no, it's intense, but why don't we just segue into week four matchups? Great segue because yes, we're gonna go into this doomy game. I'm not even happy the Bengals won. I'm not happy about anything about this game. I started two yeah. on my on my uh, lineup for the, the Gridiron Monks, you know, League Two, and I feel complicit to all this, you know, because I was like, oh come on, two, I play, play, play. So yeah, I'm part of the problem, and maybe that's why. Things are going the way they are going for me. I'm just in a dark place right now. Yeah. Um, final box score, 15-27, Dolphins versus Bengals. So, I know we're here. We're going to talk about the game, but my God, like, screw oh. the NFL. 
screw the NFL. Like that whole, yeah. it was crazy. Um, and you know, it's crazy. What's even crazier. So, uh, Dr. Chris Nowinski. So he is a former WWE superstar and he is founder of the concussion legacy foundation. He actually tweeted right before the game. Cause it was very clear in last week's game yeah. that Tua suffered from a concussion and not a back spasm as reported. But he said, if Tua takes the field tonight, it's a massive step back for concussion care in the NFL. If he has a second concussion that destroys his season or career, everyone involved will be sued and should lose their jobs, coaches included. We all saw it. Even they must know this mm -hmm. isn't right. Mm -hmm. And this was so ominous because we saw, you know, midway through the second, like two us thrown to the ground and he's shown in a fencing position. Like that, that is serious. Yeah. When you, when you are concussed, and you haven't gotten over the full concussion you you get that second concussion like that's that's life or death death like he could have died yeah. right there on the field like that would have been all sorts Tragic. of chaos it's yeah it's it's ridiculous like the fencing position you know where his fingers are like cramping up and whatever there's a lot of memes about it like haha whatever um but it's not it's not funny like you only end up in that fencing position if there's major like spinal cord exactly. damage exactly and, and what happened on on, on, on on the game before the what is it uh shoot sundays like his back locked up but that's due because of all yeah. the wiring, you know, between, I mean, our back, our yeah. spinal cord is part of our freaking brain. So even an injury to the back is pretty gosh darn serious. So this is, yeah. that's well, what I'm saying. They're, retirement. They're, oh my God. They're so lucky. They're so lucky he's alive. Thank God he's alive. They're lucky that he hopefully doesn't suffer from like yeah, 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 exactly. brain damage. Well, he's little. He's a little guy. He's getting even in college. He already had like a hip replacement or something. This guy, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, just, just, I don't know. Man. Yeah, and he took some crazy hits in college mm -hmm. too. So well, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, is it worth it? Yeah, yeah. Just be like Andrew Luck. Be smarter, maybe. Yeah, just, seriously. Yeah, just Andrew Luck the made the right move. I just feel for the guy because yeah, it was horrible to see. And again, I didn't enjoy the rest of the game. So uh, yeah. It was bad. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I do think, like, it's so shitty, the situation, you know, Tua's having a great season so far, like, and this was supposed to be an amazing matchup with two, you know, future franchise quarterbacks, Burrow, Tua, they're, they're both great athletes. And I do think this game would have played out differently had the Tua injury not yeah. happened. Mm -hmm. um, I think that really, I mean, talk about a mood killer like mm -hmm. the and then the rest of the game the dolphins the offense just continue to fall apart you know after with that blocked field goal bridgewater came out he started out okay with a nine play 75 yard touchdown drive but then he threw an interception on an early passing down in the second half and that changed things up a little as well the rhythm obviously is different with bridgewater um because he makes a lot shorter throws uh Tyreek 10 10 catches on 14 targets for 160 Waddle didn't do much two out of five for 39 yeah. Sherfield four out of six for 55 and Gesicki like he couldn't find a groove with Bridgewater two out of 423 um Mostert 
15 carries for 69, um, two catches on three targets for 12. Edmonds, five carries for six, two catches on three targets for 14. So I think it's safe to say Colonel Mustard is back <laughs> in the run game. And Edmonds, I don't know. He was just getting stuffed up. He couldn't make plays like he usually does. But I like I can't imagine like being on the Dolphins and trying to play after seeing what happened to Tua. Like, I just can't. I know, I know. Um, on the flip side here, the Bengals, obviously, they took advantage of the momentum. Um, you kind of have to, you know, you're, they're still professionals at the end of the day. It's their job. Uh, Burrow had a good day, 20, uh, 20 completions, 287 yards, and two touchdowns with lots of deep balls to Higgins, Boyd, and Chase, even with the Dolphins deep bringing pressure to him. Uh, Mixon did okay, given the touchdown, but he was stopped five times in the goal line situations. He did mention to the press yesterday that he called for a meeting with the team's O-line to talk about the run game, which has struggled. Um, he said that I think that calling this meeting with the team and talking to them is going to take them a long way, especially down the road, said the staff and the players are all on the same page. Uh, Jamar Chase, he took a backseat to Higgins in this game in terms of fantasy production, but that late receiving touchdown probably saved him in terms of your uh, fantasy points. So okay. that's the game. Yeah, you gotta move that's on. The game, like, let's, let's try to pick it up. On. Something more fun, no? Like London game. That was fun. Yeah. The London, this was a very London game. Vikings versus Saints. Uh, right. Final score, 28-25. The Vikings actually came in looking like the better team, but for some reason they kept trying to blow it, even <laughs> though it's technically not a primetime game. Um, this felt like a very London game. Kirk Cousins, 25 out of 38, 273 yards and a touchdown. Um, he hit that terrible gritty. Oh, God. <laughs> God, Cousins. Don't, embarrassing to watch uh jefferson and cook both did decent um but cook had a little bit of a tough time breaking through the saints defensive line very return to form however for jefferson he looks like he w was really enjoying that brisk london <laughs> air with uh 10 catches yeah. for 147 and a rushing touchdown huh? um meanwhile the saints i feel like the saints like they kind of got screwed by the refs um, the, the refs didn't call screwed, that. Huh? They, they do kind of always get screwed by the refs. Like, they didn't get <laughs> the call on Thielen with the face mask. But then, like, the play before that, they called Matthew for hands to the face um, when he was just, like, blocking. And then, man, the ending of the game was oh, such, God. like, a London thing to happen. Like, that double bounce with that Will Lutz yep. kick. Like, yikes. You can see it all in their faces. They're all just, like, why? Uh, Why would this ever happen? Yeah, it just it and that second that first bounce, it looked like it was going in. But yeah, then the physics, the gravity of that, you know, the ball is not a brown, so it hit the other way and it just bounced. It's these these Saints, uh, poor fans. It's rigged. It was rigged. God. <laughs> um. Then let's talk about some of the players. So Andy Dalton, we got redheaded Kirk Cousins here. <laughs> Uh, a decent re replacement for James Winston, no, I guess. Andy 20 Dalton. for 236 and one. You meant Andy Dalton, the red rifle, right? Yep. Um, we got no Michael Thomas, no Kamara. So it was an old guys game back in this <laughs> backfield. We had Murray, 11 carries for 57. That touchdown, 
Ingram, 10 carries for 30. Got Hill, uh, five carries for 21 in the touchdown. And then Chris Olave, um, four catches on seven targets, 67 yards in the touchdown. He's actually currently the air yard leader through four weeks with 673 air yards. Uh, second is Tyreek, he's 453, wow. followed by CeeDee Lamb with 440. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, 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 you called it last week. Uh, this Olave guy is the real deal. I did follow that advice from you, and uh, the one share I had, I put him. So that was beautiful. And yes, I saw what you did about Kirk Cousins and the red-headed, the red-headed Kirk Cousins. I didn't catch that. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's okay. It's still, it's still the morning. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Olave, he well, we talked about him a lot. I felt like in the rookie episode, him and Drake London um, becoming, you know, de facto wide receiver twos. Mm -hmm. Wide receiver one, maybe for Drake London in their respective teams, just given the the depth chart. But yeah, he's definitely he's doing well. Yeah. Um. Then we move into this is a wild game: Oof. Seahawks versus Lions. Final score: forty eight forty five. Who would have known this would have been the highest scoring game on the week? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I mean, because <laughs> the Seahawks have Geno Smith. No, he's not like a gunslinger. Oh, well, he is now. Now I, I believe in Geno yeah. Smith. I believe in him. Yeah. Geno Smith, you know, he still, he still isn't writing back. He's too busy having himself a day. <laughs> uh, 23 completions, 30 attempts, 320 yards, two touchdowns, seven carries for 49, and a rushing touchdown. Wow. I think he is currently the quarterback 10 <laughs> on the season. I mean, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Penny, you know, we know that he loves running against the Lions. This game was no different. It's 17 carries for 151 and a touchdown and a catch for six. Uh, Kenneth Walker had a decent, albeit limited showing. Uh, Metcalf, he was open early and often and led the way for this team. But I was dying when he was carted off to the locker room and everybody's like, oh my God, like what happened to him? We didn't see the injury. What was the injury? Um, apparently, <laughs> my man just had to poop. Like. <laughs> He couldn't even move. It's like Lamar Jackson all over again. Yeah. Except Lamar did the whole, you know, butt clenching thing. Um, <laughs> and Matt was like, no, I'm going to ride off in style. <laughs> I missed this whole game. So I'm so mad I didn't see this moment. Oh, my God. You have to go back and watch. There's like memes on the NFL page I'm, and stuff. It's, it's pretty hilarious. He's like, when you got, he even tweeted, he confirmed. You know, it wasn't like a Lamar situation where he was like, oh, I had stomach issue. Metcalf was like, hey, well, you got to go. You got to go. And the butt clench wasn't going to be enough. Wow. <laughs> um, Lockett, on the other hand, he had a fumble, but he still found a role in this game as well. And now the Lions. The Lions are such a fun team to watch because their opponents have now combined for 281 points through the first four games of the season. That's the most ever in NFL history. But Detroit also leads the league in points, scored at an average of 35 points per game. It also leads the league in points allowed. So basically, they're scoring the most points and they're also allowing the most points. Basically. <laughs> um, Pure fun. But Jared Goff, Jared Goff is looking like a legit quarterback one this year. Mm -hmm. He is an auto start at home mm -hmm. in the dome. Um, not too sure quite yet about, you know, against a good defense or on the road because he's never really super accurate. But with the weapons that they have and surprisingly one of the best O-lines right now in the NFL, he has a pretty safe floor, I think. Yep. Um, Josh Reynolds, he had seven catches on eight targets for 
81 and a touchdown without Amara St. Brown. Jamal Williams had a successful day without Swift, 19 carries for 108 and two touchdowns. But the real story here is TJ Hawkinson, who put up a whopping 30 plus point um, with eight catches on 12 targets, 179 and two. Unheard of for a tight end. So, yeah, remember, like, like three years later, this guy shows up finally because I used to compare him to, like, Gronk, like, baby Gronk, whatever. You know, there's always someone like, <laughs> oh, this is a new Gronk. And then they never deliver. This guy finally delivered the goods. Kyle Kemp in our league had yeah. him. And there was a matchup against him and George Kittle, you know, at the end. And, yeah, George Kittle did three points. This guy, 30-something. So, that's 10x. It was crazy. I, I have him on the uh, Gridiron Monks League. Sure. And I remember checking the, the score, and it was, like, seven. And then I looked again, it was, like, 30. I was wow. like, what? What just happened? So you, that's why you went up to third place now in the power rankings. I mean, I, I had the most points scored, I think, yep. out of all 108 of us. 157 on this points. And I left, you. like, 14 I left 14 points on my bench. Well, you got to leave something for the poor people. Yeah, you know, we got to share. We got to share. Um, Okay, next up, Jets-Steelers. Final score, 24-20. So, Jets, Zach Wilson's 2022 debut. uh, 18 completions for 252-2, and two, two carries for 15. He also became the first Jets quarterback to have a receiving touchdown, and he only threw two interceptions, so... (laughs) Pretty good day for Zach Wilson. He was QB9 on the week. Um, (laughs) He also revived the gritty that Kirk Cousins killed (laughs) that morning. I saw it. Very good. Very well done for a white boy. That was a good gritty. Um, Brees Hall, 17 carries and six targets, even with Zach Wilson. Definitely seems like he's taken over the lead back duties and more of the targets should connect in the future. That said, this was a good matchup with generally close game script and we can't expect the Jets offense to be on the field so much every game but Brees was drafted to be the guy while Carter will still get the work I think Brees is in a terrific fantasy spot you know mm-hmm. all things considered mm-hmm. aka being a Jet um, <laughs> Michael Carter I think he's still a reasonable hold he does have usability in an offense that has to run a lot of plays uh, but obviously, and obviously, he's the handcuff if Hall gets hurt. So I think he's still a hold, um, yeah. but more like boomer bust potential if you want to flex him or you know start him as a running back too. Corey Davis led all the Jets passer pass catchers with seven targets and a touchdown. I think it's still hard to say based on this game how the rest of the wideouts uh, will do with Zach Wilson versus Joe Flacco. So I think a couple more games, wait and see. Steelers, on the other hand. Um, we said it couldn't get any worse for Najee, uh-huh. but then Pickett came in at the start of the third quarter to replace Trubisky, and he vultured two touchdowns on the ground. Um, he's the first quarterback in NFL history to have multiple rushing touchdowns in his first career game. Instead, so Najee ended up with 18 carries for 74 and nothing, nothing in the end zone, sadly. Uh, Deontay Johnson, he got lost in the sauce. Unfortunately, uh, two catches for 11, two carries for 11. He was shadowed all day by Sauce Gardner, who is elite. In four weeks, he has only allowed two catches. Uh, one of the he's one of the best quarterbacks or uh, allowed on average two catches per game. Um, one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now and a top three rookie at his position. 
-hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then someone interesting to monitor, George Pickens. Target share trending up week over week. You know, started 8.1, 9.1, 21.9, and then 32% target share in this last game. He had six out of eight for 102, which is his best day ever. Um, So I think this is a wait and see situation to see if the picket to Pickens stack is going to be a lock. And I was holding my Pickens for that day, but I had to drop him because I had so many injuries going on. And I was like, "Ah, oh, Tomlin said he's not. Draw- he's still sticking with Trubisky." So I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I, I'll I'll pick him up later." And that day, this day, Kenny Pickett comes into play, and now I have to be on the lookout to see if someone doesn't grab my George Pickens. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Tomlin, liar. Fantasy is a fickle game. Uh, Pat Farmuth, he led the targets for the Steelers, uh, seven out of nine for eighty-five. And that wraps up this game. Okay. Bears, <laughs> Giants. All right, Bears, Giants. Uh, bad game. <laughs> Twelve to twenty. Lots of running. Low scoring as expected. So this is like nineteen fifty. Yeah. Well, okay. So Bears. This is actually Justin Fields' best start of the year, possibly. Uh, Eleven completions out of wow. twenty-two attempts, hundred seventy-four air yards, seven carries for fifty-two, and two fumbles. Yikes. Uh, Khalil Herbert took the lead role as expected, but against a defense that was prepared for him, he had nineteen carries for seventy-seven, a catch for twenty-four. Darnell Mooney. Four catches for 94, his best game of the year because Fields had his best game of the year, and that's pretty much it. On the flip side, Daniel Jones, he had rhythm early and did well with what he was given injury aside. Uh, but Saquon, Saquon, we know Saquon, 31 carries, uh, 146 yards, two catches for 16. His 86 total fantasy points is the lowest for an overall running back one through the first four weeks of a season since 1997. So that just tells you how the running back landscape is shaping up this fantasy season. It's crazy. Yeah, I said 1915 because, yeah, this game was just running. At the one point, the Giants didn't even have a quarterback, right, Vivian? So they were just doing wildcat with uh, Barkley being the quarterback. Uh, This is... Giants just reside on Barkley, and the Bears suck. The Bears are the opposite of the Detroit Lions. All right. Let's see. What do we have here? Titans, Colts, another. eh. So Titans, you know, they are one of the best first-half offenses, but also (laughs) one of the worst second-half teams. They somehow managed to keep it together for this game, though. um, The Colts are kind of the opposite. They're like, they've been one of the best are one of the worst first half offenses I've seen this season and like the best second half. Uh, Tannehill, he was efficient here. Mobility was helpful when it came to moving around the popular in the pocket, but he was otherwise unspectacular. Derrick Henry, he barreled through the Colts Mm -hmm. top three Russian defense, Uh, 22 carries for 114, a touchdown three catches for 33. Robert Woods caught, caught all four for 30 and a touchdown. And then Traylon Burks, as we know, two catches for 14 before leaving the game with that ankle injury. Uh, but with an ankle injury, but now it's Turf Joe. Um, on the cold side, Matt Ryan, efficient once the offense found rhythm, but and he was able to extend the plays by maneuvering the pocket and finding open receivers. 
Jonathan Taylor, opportunities were there, but no explosive plays yet this season. You know, 20 carries for 42. Pittman, three catches, 31. Uh, two passes that were late getting out, so Pittman couldn't find the end zone in this game. Then Alec Pierce is kind of an interesting one. So Pierce has a better groove with uh, Matt Ryan, I would say. He had four catches for 80, and then Mo Alley-Cox, uh, six no. on six for 85 and two touchdowns in this game. Whoever used Mo Ali Cox, congrats. Uh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Chargers Texans. Final score 34 24. So last week, Herbert did not look like the guy while he was still recovering from that rib injury against the Chiefs. But this week, he is him. He's back. <laughs> uh, 27 out of 39 for 340 and two. Austin Eckler, he played 57% of the snaps, which is pretty much identical to the previous week. Um, I think Eckler's pretty much shown that he has a safe floor about like 10 and a ceiling of 35. That's better than most first-round running backs are performing this year. But I think the Chargers, they need to start using him more in the pass game and in the red zone like they did last year. Mike Williams, 7 out of 11 for 120, and the highest receiving grade on contested targets so far this year. So that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, Joshua Palmer was disappointing considering his skill set is similar to Keenan Allen, who was slated to return but is now still day-to-day. But Palmer is not giving you Keenan Allen-level production, so it really sucks if you picked him up. Um, Gerald Everett, on the other hand, he continues to perform 5 out of 6 for 61 and a touchdown. Now for the Texans, so Damian Pierce, he had 100% of the Texans running back uh, rushes. He's the first player to do that twice so far this season. More more importantly, he ran four more routes than Rex Burkhead, who was really used mostly in the passing game. So that's the first time he's run more routes than Burkhead in the game this year. He ended up with 14 carries for 131 and a touchdown, six catches on six targets for eight. And then Brandon Cooks, you know, he's so underrated. Mm. Seven catches on seven targets, 57 and a touchdown. Yep. Uh, Mr. Steady, no? Okay. Brown yep. said Falcons. I didn't, I, again, didn't see this game. So let's, was it fun at least? <laughs> um, it was okay. So final score is 2023. I would say on the Brown side, you know, Brissett wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. Mm. Pretty much the usual um he did look like he was trying to play hero ball a few times so i guess taking a cue from (laughs) baker uh chubb 19 carries for 118 and one hunt 10 for 49 and two catches for 19 i think the browns they kind of got cute not using chubb in the end zone a couple times which is what cost them this game just run they do do that a lot um yeah they just just give the ball to chubb like i don't know Amari Cooper, he had a surprisingly quiet game while Njoku and Harrison Bryant continued to be more involved. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones also got more targeted. He had five out of nine for 71. So perhaps it's kind of a week-to-week rotation between, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper when it comes to usage Mm -hmm. for the wideouts um, since they rely so heavily on the run game. In terms of the Falcons, per next-gen stats, Drake London is the only Atlanta wide receiver to run more than 10 routes in this game. They dropped back to pass just 20 times in this game, which is crazy. It's mostly because Mariota sucks this week uh, with 
just seven completed passes. Um, Kyle Pitts, 34 snaps, 13 routes, four targets. Parker Hesse, 48 snaps, 10 routes, one target. It's, it's just it's crazy to me to have like a physical freak of an athlete on your team like Kyle Pitts and just refuse to utilize him. Like there's no reason not to get London and Pitts way more involved in this game. It's almost like the more Arthur Smith hears about Kyle Pitts's usage, <laughs> the more he goes against it just to prove they don't need it. They don't need him in order to win. And unfortunately, this week it, <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Um, the fa- the Browns defense, like wow, they really needed some of their um, injured players. The Falcons ran the ball down the Browns' throats. They had 14 straight plays that were run plays. Uh-huh, 14. That. Yeah. They really, yeah. The Falcons took advantage of the fact that, you know, the Browns, no Clowney, no Miles Garrett. Huntley, he 10 for 56 and one. Patterson, 9 for 38 and one. Uh, Patterson, as we know, is going to be out. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that strategy is going to continue working for the Falcons, though. You think it's time for me to, you know, bench Kyle Pitts for good? I need your advice. I'm not sure. Maybe even, I don't know if I have to drop him. Uh, he's already cost I don't know. Four like, games. Is there room on your bench for, like, to keep him on the bench? Like, it's so, yeah. it's so tough. I've never owned Kyle Pitts, but, like, if you watch, if you watch any of, the, like, the, the Combine, I think every every Kyle Pitts owner has like the images of him like when he first the images of the videos of him yeah. first coming in the league and just like his pure athleticism and you're just you're clinging on to the hope of that <laughs> and the hope that Arthur Smith either gets his shit together or gets fired I don't know whichever comes first um, you're just kind of clinging on to that but like if you're in a you know a win first mode like if you're zero and four or one and three like. I don't know if you can keep starting Kyle Pitts. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna bench him and see if someone wants to trade for him. Fudge you, uh, Arthur Smith and Kyle Pitts. He was expensive, by the way, third round pick on my. Anyways, let's keep going. Oh. All right, Commanders Cowboys. Uh, final score ten twenty five. The Commanders, the they debuted the all black uniforms. That did not help them no. at all. Uh, this team, this team looks just so lost. They have no identity. They have a crappy name. We already stated that, and now they try to rip off the Steelers look. Yeah, it did. It looks like the Steelers uniform. I was so confused. (laughs) Like seeing Carson Wentz step out, I was like, "Why is he wearing that?" Um, (laughs) Carson Wentz, you know, he's back to form, as in he's always taking two steps forward and then two steps back. I see what you did. Uh, Antonio Gibson, 13 for 49 and three catches for 14. McKissick, 18 carries for 40, three catches for 16. Not a single receiver went over 50 yards, wow. but Dotson, he found the end zone, but now, you know, he's, he's hurt. The Cowboys, on the other hand, Cooper Rush is 4-0 as a starter with a little luck on his side. Uh, 50 out of 27, 223 and 2. Zeke, 19 carries for 49, two catches for 32. Pollard didn't have it this week, you know, no. eight, for, eight for six and one catch for two. CeeDee Lambs, uh, six catches, 97, one touchdown. And Michael Gallup, he finally made his debut. Uh, two catches for 24 and a touchdown. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Schultz, on the other hand, he had a rough uh, return, missing all three of his targets. 
and he had a false start and a holding penalty, which oh was my. declined, but it was rough. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> rough for Schultz. Um, then we move into Jags-Eagles. Final score, 21-29. So okay. for the Jaguar, t- Trevor Lawrence, he's, you know, he's been trending up, but I think this was kind of a mediocre performance against the stout Eagles defense. 11 out of 23, 174-2. The Jaguars running back snap counts against the Eagles. We had James Robinson, who took 22 out of 47, and Etienne, 24 out of 47. Both had eight carries, Robinson for 29, Etienne for 32. Pretty split evenly. Christian Kirk, he struggled to secure his catches for a couple times, but still had two out of nine and 60 and a carry for three. And then Jamal Agnew came out of nowhere, uh, (laughs) four out of six for 50 and two touchdowns he doesn't have the same vertical speed as kirk but you know he moves pretty well in a close space i think he made the most of his opportunities with zay jones being out but i think this is a good um it's a good sign i think for zay jones you know jamal agnew obviously filled the zay jones role so i think when zay jones returns from his injury you know he can perform as well And then on the Eagles, the only undefeated team uh, left in the NFL. And, you know, this is probably Jalen Hurts' worst game of the year with the rain limiting the way this offense has been popping. But a 17-point floor is Mm. a great bad game. (laughs) Yeah. Miles Sanders, on the other hand, 27 carries for 134 and two. This dude, Mm. he's been averaging five... Uh, yards per carry over his career i think his fantasy valley has taken a hit over the years due to just like nagging injuries lack of touches and getting touchdown vultured but he's he's good like he's looking pretty he good said, the eagles he said don't use me for fantasy remember we remember back he in, did and and and, and he's well, like you know, the everybody opposite. who says he used them for fantasy he doesn't do well like keenan allen and Fournette. <laughs> lesson learned Lesson learned. Uh, the Eagles are looking like the best team in the NFL right now, which is oh, totally. obviously leading to more touchdowns for the offense. And, you know, giving them having leads often gives them an opportunity to run the clock down. So this is great news for Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell also, he had five carries for 19 a touchdown. AJ Brown is the wide receiver one on this team, five for 95, continues to dominate. Goddard, he put up a solid outing, five for 72. And then Devontae Smith, quiet after a big week last week. But I think just, you know, given the weather conditions, there's too many mouths to feed. It makes sense. I wouldn't be too worried. Nope. And I see that we still got a ton of games to go. So let's speed this up, Vivian. All right. Bills, Ravens, final score 23-20. So Bills, they actually started the game looking like they were still kind of waking up, but they picked up with that insane second half. It was a down week for Josh Allen, and by down, I mean he only scored 26 and a half oh, fantasy wow. points. Like, what a loser. Yeah. Um, Devon Singletary, 11 carries for 49, four catches for 47. Diggs, only four uh, catches for 62. Let's blame it on the weather. Mm-hmm. Gabe Davis, on the other hand, he has a problem. It's called not catching passes that hit him right in the hands. Oh, my God. Obviously, he's clearly still dealing with that ankle injury. So I think for now, his role, like they're just kind of using him as a decoy and a blocker. So I'd bench him until, you know, the practice reports come out a little bit better. 
McKenzie had a touchdown after four catches for 21. He was a good flex play. And then Dawson Knox, only three catches for 40. And then on the Ravens side, for a good amount of time, it was the Lamar Jackson show. You know, 20 out of 29, 144 and two, 11 carries for 73. But then the offense stalled in the second half, which is what led to the loss. Uh, Welcome back, J.K. Dobbins. 14 carries, 41 in a touchdown, and then four catches on four targets, 22 yards in the touchdown. Like I said last week, you know, obviously they wanted to ease him back into this offense. It was a limited use, but he did look last in the previous week, like he looked like a good running back that just hadn't played in a while. And this week's numbers prove it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Juvenet, on the other hand, he led the receiving uh five for 51 Bateman three for 17 and wasn't on the field for most of the second half um the Harbaugh was asked about that after the game and he said I'll have to go and look at that I'm not sure why which is kind of a weird response like you're the coach you don't know why you didn't put a player out there (laughs) what's going on yeah we gotta keep track of the Bateman we Um, gotta keep track maybe there's like some drama I don't know yeah they have like Uh, something yeah (laughs) who knows Poor showing by Mark Andrews with a scoring play that was called back for pass interference. And now the Ravens have lost oh. their last five at home. Oh, my. That's a great stat there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cardinals-Panthers. Final score 26-16. So Cardinals, Kyler's stats don't look bad on paper, but that's largely due to the Panthers making so many mistakes and gifting Kyler and the team incredible field position. The Cardinals' offense, like, miserable. They only had 45 yards of total offense and were 0 for 3 on third downs in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. James Conner got the numbers through sheer volume on pedestrian efficiency. His longest run was 8 yards, um, despite the fact that earlier in the week, Kyla called him one of their best players and said that they should give him the ball more. <laughs> Um, Hollywood is back to being Hollywood. He's currently on pace for 183 targets, 128 receptions, uh, 1,441 receiving yards, and eight and a half touchdowns. Now, one thing that we don't know yet is whether or not this production keeps up when DeAndre Hopkins returns. Right now, he's obviously thriving with pure volume. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Hollywood's value goes up or down? I think the hop is starting to age. Hollywood Brown is the new blood. I think he has great chemistry. Uh, I don't know. I think we Hollywood Hollywood is blooming with the Cardinals. I wish I'd gotten him. Yeah, I think you know. I think he'll be fine. I think having D Hop back can really help this offense sustain more drives um, and just upgrade the offense as a whole. So I'm not too worried about him. I wouldn't be worried if you own him. Mm-hmm. Um, He'll just be more Zach powerful. Ert- yeah, exactly. Zach Ertz, uh, six catches on six targets, 47-1. He has kind of been the de facto wide receiver, too, with Hopkins out. So he's the one that exactly. I'd be a little bit more concerned about when D-Hop comes back. That's right. Pampers, man. Oh, man. Baker, Let's go he currently has the lowest QBR rating of the season, 15.4. <sighs> Remember, I'm going to bang the, the table last- because I was saying that Baker and is no better than Sam Darnold, so at least I got this one right. I know my Baker. Yeah, the last quarterback to post a QBR under 30 was 2018 Josh Rosen. Oh, God. And Baker's QBR is 10 points worse than that. Oh, God, he's in that club. Yeah. 
He's that bad. Yeah. Sam Darnold's QBR last year was third worst in the league, but 23.4 <laughs> points ahead of Baker so far. Oh, man. Now, I'm just Matt Rule tells reporters that he's still sticking with Baker as his quarterback right. and that Darnold is still not ready to return from his high ankle sprain, even though he was cleared by the doctors. So, yeah. Uh, even with Baker play at the league worst levels and this offense being broken, CMC, he's on pace for 246 carries, you know, over 1,100 rush yards, 81 catches, eight, oh, 886 receiving yards, and eight and a half touchdowns. He's fourth at running back in fantasy points, and he really hasn't finished a single week worse than 19th, which is good. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore, I think he's almost no. unstartable until Poor a guy. change is made at the quarterback despite his usage. Either the quarterback or the, the coach. I don't know. Yeah. Or both. Poor DJ Moore. Uh, did you see his facial expression on, those, on Twitter? You know, being asked. He's just frustrated. <laughs> All right, Broncos, Raiders. 23-32, Raiders finally win. What Ooh. a weird game, though. In the first half, we had an injury to an official, a fumble recovering touchdown, an onside kick, a mix, missed extra point, and yeah. a blocked extra point. <laughs> Bizarre. Um, for the Broncos, this was probably Russ's best game so far. He was cooking, but it was more like a like a light meal, like a I don't know, an appetizer. <laughs> it's like a starter. Uh, Seventeen out of twenty six, two thirty seven for two, two carries for twenty nine, and a touchdown. Javante Williams, he got ten uh, carries for twenty eight before he got hurt early in the second half, and the backfield just looks rough about without him, mm. and. We knew this would be a Cortland Sutton day when we did the look ahead, you know, five catches for 52 and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Jerry Judy found himself in the end zone as well with four catches for 53. So not a terrible showing Mm -hmm. uh, by the the Broncos. But the Raiders, Derek Carr, 21 out of 34, 188 and seven carries for 40. Josh Jacobs, he ran all over the Broncos number six ranked rushing defense wow. um 28 carries for 144 and two five catches for 31 and then Devonte adams he had nine catches on 13 targets for 101 despite being blanketed by patrick certain all day and then waller did have a couch down uh near the goal line but only five targets overall so if you own him you're probably not pleased with his mm-hmm. usage in this game yeah waller like pitts not being used oh Boy, mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't get Waller at least. Uh, then, oh yeah, then the aforementioned Patriots Packers with Sappy. Yeah, twenty four twenty seven. Who knew the Patriots were even contenders in this game? Like, I didn't know. Hoyer and the story came out of the game after six pass attempts. Then Zappy took over with a sixty six point six completion rate and a six point six yards per attempt. Wow. Imagine a third string quarterback making his career debut. Be- beating the Packers in Lambeau. Like, that would have been a story. Yep. It was close. <laughs> it was close. So close. Uh, Damian Harris, 18 carries for 86 and one. He scored at least one touchdown in 17 of his last 20 games. So that's pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, Stevenson, 14 carries for 66, four catches for 23. Nelson Aguilar, three catches for 46. He looked good with Zappi. Devonta Parker, he caught a controversial 25-yard touchdown after officials missed delay of game, um, while Kendrick Bourne was not heavily involved in this offense in this game. On the Packers' side, Aaron Rodgers, he struggled with only 44 yards in the first half, but ended uh, 21 
out of 35, 251 and two. He's now the fifth quarterback of all time to throw 500 plus passing touchdowns along with Brady, Breeze, Manning, Favre. Uh, Packers, week four running back usage. Aaron Jones, 62% of snaps, 16 carries, four targets, 115 yards. A.J. Dillon, 58% of snaps, 17 carries, two targets, 84 yards. So A.J. Dillon, he's been held to single-digit fantasy points in three straight games, so not great. Um, Alan Lazard, 6 out of 8 from 116. And Romeo Dobbs, again, 5 out of 8, 47 and 1. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Dobbs is kind of getting the Devontae Adams role while Lazard is still Lazard. keeping his original Alan Lazard role. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tanya came up with a big touchdown on 2nd and 19 to give the Packers a lead briefly in the 2nd. And then Christian Watson became the first running back, or sorry, first wide receiver to score a rushing touchdown since 2016. For the Packers? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Sunday right. night football. We're almost there. This game was a revenge game, um, and someone did get his revenge, Andy Reid, right? He destroyed <laughs> the Bucks defense. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't yeah, in the Super Yeah, for Bowl, sure. But whatever. 41-31 final score. This isn't so this isn't the first game that the Chiefs offense and Mahomes looked electric, but I do feel like this is the first time where they felt that way from start to finish. So I would say the Chiefs are back. You know, Mahomes, he was out there playing backyard football there. That play with a flip to CH in the end zone when he was being covered and he was just like spinning around like crazy, crazy. <laughs> uh was wild. 23 out of 37, 249 and three. A 90.5 QBR. Nice. Um, CEH, he has played a season high, 56% of the offensive snaps. He led the Kansas City running back room in snaps for the first time this season. He also hit a season high with 20 touches. So he isn't a workhorse monster like, you know, Henry or CMC or Dalvin Cook, but he is the primary option for a team that's going to make five to six trips to the end zone every game. So he's doing pretty well. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Isaiah Pacheco, 11 touches, seems to have overtaken Jarek McKinnon, who had three touches. And then wide receiver room, per usual, is spread around for the Chiefs. Um, for the Bucks, uh, bad strategy to fumble on the opening <laughs> kickoff and allowing the Chiefs to score early in the game. I feel like that really affected their momentum in the first half. I've been saying this all season, Brady looks old. The offense was moving so slow to start, and maybe it's an off week because they had to practice in Miami and the whole situation with the hurricane, but the whole first quarter, call it first quarter and a half, was pretty rocky for this team. Brady finished 39 uh, out of 52, 385, and 374 QBR. Yeah, not bad for an old man. Not bad for an old man, you can say. The Bucks can't run for shit. Uh, Fournette save, was saved by his seven receptions and the touchdown that finally came that he promised. Um, Evans did well, eight out of 10, 103 and two. Godwin ran 45 pass routes, which was the second most in the NFL in week four. He ended uh, seven out of 10 for 59. And I think Julio, like, I, Julio's droppable yeah. in, you know, a lot of leagues. <laughs> Oh man, you give Brady. Brady is just dealing with a lot, Vivian. He's not old. He just has his wife. They had to move to Miami because of the hurricanes. You know, he's just dealing with a lot of old man stuff. Yeah. He's got that arm. 
going on? Ooh, All right. Monday night yesterday, I missed it. The Rams were turned into lambs, right? Lambs to the slaughter. Yep. And they were silent. It's the silence of the lambs. Oh, <laughs> like it. I like it. Um, nine twenty-four. Man, it was so fun watching that with other Niners fans. Mm -hmm. I was like screaming at the TV and stuff while doing my notes. So, <laughs> uh, for the Rams, rough showing for Stafford. Oof. Uh, the Niners defense did a great job at stuffing this offense up, and that's why they're the number one defense on the year. Matthew Stafford, yikes. Oh, my God. Oh. That dude, he curled up in a ball on every snap when he couldn't find Cooper Cup, it seemed. 42.2 uh, QBR in this game. Worse than Mr. GQ on the other side, actually. So, how the turntables? Because now we're in a season where you want to drop Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. And now, Jared Goff so is funny a man. Who's, yeah. a, who's laughing last, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think nobody told Sean McVay that you have to actually run the ball to win a game when your quarterback keeps turning the ball over. Henderson only had seven for 27, Akers eight for 13. Cooper Cup did okay. He's always going to do okay because Stafford doesn't know like how to throw to anybody else. It's like everyone else is invisible. Um, 14 out of 19 for 122. Higby, more like Higby's, he looked like he was carrying this entire offense. Uh, he caught as many passes, which is wow, 10, as Kyle has in the last four games this season for 73, but Stafford missed him right there in the end zone. So what can you do? What can you do? Uh, and the Jimmy G. 49ers, on the other hand, Jimmy you know, looking... Jimmy, well, Jimmy was out here doing Jimmy things. He's okay. So it's like... Yeah, it's nothing to sing home about. The rest he of the enough. team does everything for him, no? Like they like they yeah. level up. That's what happens. But it's exactly it's the leadership. Mm. Like that's mm. that's the value in having Jimmy. It's like okay. the leadership in the locker room and on the field, not actually being like a great quarterback. Uh, um, Kittle, he would have had a better day that touchdown um, stood, but Debo, sh Debo Samuel, sheesh, like. He is that guy. He he is him. He absolutely schooled Jalen Ramsey Whoa. like he's his father um, on that touchdown. <laughs> With your daddy. He went six out of seven, 115 and one, two carries for two. Uh, Debo has eclipsed 100 yards after the catch for the fourth time in his career, uh, all since the start of 2020. His four games of 100 yards uh, a carry since 2020 are the most in the NFL. Like, no one else has more than two such games, mm -hmm. which is a crazy stat. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Jeff Wilson also had a great night, 18 carries with 74 and one. And as we talked about, like, the defense just lit it up. Hufanga, 52-yard interception return for that touchdown in the fourth. That, that put the game in the bag for the Niners. Like, the game was over. After he did that, I was like, all right, we can stop All watching right. now. It's, it's safe. Yep, that's when you... I, I wish I had been there when Devo Samuel had that crazy play. It was one of the best plays that I've seen in the year, if not the best. I've seen you all yeah. just probably yelling and, I don't know, probably got crazy there. I know. I mean, I wish I was at the actual game. I had a lot yes. of friends who went, but obviously I was ho hosting the Media Monks uh, watch party, so I couldn't go. But yeah, like I can only imagine how wild it would have been to like see that in person. <laughs> Rob used to was there, so we can ask him. Yeah. 
We know that for sure. <laughs> Uh, well, that was it for this whole week. Uh, we got waivers still coming up. Let's see if we can do these guys fast. We do. We have a little bit of waivers. You know, right now, waivers are looking pretty slim these days. So these are the pickups. I can't say that they're pretty. So <laughs> start with wide receivers. So Michael Gallup, he's only 41% owned in the league. We just talked about him making his return making big plays. He had three targets and a touchdown in his first game back. That's a that's a fantastic sign. Like you wish the workload was better, but obviously like he's gonna get worked back in and the fact that he's already involved and he got red zone usage should make you pretty optimistic. And watching the game, he passed the eye test to me. Mm. He looked fully healthy. He ran good routes. He could potentially get an upgrade when Jack returns. Um so I think he's a he's a good pickup if you're in the need for a wide receiver. Another one we talked about, George Pickens. He's only 39% owned in Yahoo right now. I had him uh, Pickens <laughs> finally had the game that everyone's been waiting for. Um, you know, six out of eight for 102. He looks so much better with Pickett. And he has seen over 71% of snaps each week. He's gotten better each of the games as well. So now if you pick him up, you're just kind of waiting for him to find the end zone. And there's a better odds of that happening mm. with Pickett than mm. Trubisky. So I think he's got good upside. I know. I know. I know. I'm so mad about it. Um, Another, we actually, yeah, we have a few wide receivers that are okay. Uh, Josh Reynolds, 20% owned. If he wasn't picked up when Amon Ra was announced out, he should have been picked up. I did that as I a know. defensive move. I saw you do um, <laughs> You beat me to and it. And I was on, on top of it, on oh top of it, you know? God. Seven, seven catches, eight targets, 81 and one. So with Amon Ra out, he's still going to have a role on this team. And then another one um, to mention on the Lions, this is an interesting one. Lions rookie Jamison Williams, 27% owned. And we talked about him in the rookie episode. Yeah, so this guy, he's he's been injured. He hurt, he hurt his ACL 10 months ago in the... Um, the college championship finals. Um, he's arguably the best wide receiver coming into this draft. He caught the fastest game speed in the last couple of years. And now he's going into an explosive offense that has some injuries at the wide receiver position. So he's back in week seven and should be the best wide receiver next to Amara. Uh -huh. And with which the Lions are throwing, I think he has a strong wide receiver two potential. If he's available, Now's the time to stash. Don't wait until he's activated in week seven. If he's available, I would, I would grab him, you know, put him on your IR. We have IR spots and then see what comes of him. Okay. We just did that right now as you were talking. <laughs> um, Running backs. So I know running backs are looking pretty decimate out there. Like I said, I don't think Boone is going to help anyone who picks him up. He will get a touchdown or a decent game somewhere, but he's not a reliable start because if he was decent enough, he would have unseated Melvin Gordon exactly. by now. Like, surf fumbles a lot in the, like, should not be leading the death chart, but he is, hmm. which means boom, is not that good. <laughs> uh, Melvin Gordon, he gets an uptick, not amazing either. They are both on an offense ran by Nathaniel Hackett, and for those reasons, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Me too. <laughs> No, I'm not um, touching none of those guys. Yeah. But Raheem Mostert, he's 50% rostered. He should be snagged. He's inching towards that running back role for the Dolphins. So potential upside there. 
Okay. Uh, Rashad White, he's 27% owned in Yahoo. This week, he had five catches for 50 yards, three carries for six yards with the touchdown. He, you know, as a rookie, he's slowly being worked into this offense and perhaps given a role as a pass catcher. Obviously, Fournette is still taking majority of the snaps, of course, but they have a decent matchup against the Falcons this week who are allowing on average 166 uh, yards on the ground. So he could be worth a pickup if you need a running back. Um, Tyler Algier, he's 19% owned, I think, with Patterson out. And Arthur Smith continuing to ignore Kyle Pitts. Uh, he could be potentially worth a pickup. It feels like a little bit of a trap given that they play Tampa Bay this week. But, you know, Tampa Bay rushing defense did really poorly last week. On the whole, they are still only giving up 100, 105 yards per game on the ground and 85 yards um, on away games. But... If you need a running back, I would take Algier over Huntley if you had to choose. Huntley had a good week last week uh, with 10 carries for 56 and 1, but I don't think that will necessarily stick. Okay. So I think Algier is the better option over Huntley in this situation. Um, in terms of quarterbacks, if Goff is available, you got to grab him, although he may not be a great against the Eagles D that's only been allowing 117 air yards mm. in this upcoming week. I think this is a true test for both mm. Goff and the Eagles defense. Good game. Geno Smith, we talked about him. Mm-hmm. QB 10 on the year. Sure. Uh, you know, week two was a little bit of a letdown, but in all three other games, like he's delivered. He has been giving he was been having like two passing touchdowns in three of the four games this season and he has rushing abilities so you could do worse otherwise i think pickett Pickett. and zach wilson are who you're kind of looking at like i said it's not pretty Mm -hmm. um you know they're both just kind of coming back or coming in um so there's a you know a potential that they will give you a dud but there's also upside here given how many injuries there are at the quarterback position. <sighs> Whoa, that's um, yeah. And then I don't really have a tight end pick. There's a couple of people you could look at: Conklin, Mo Alley Cox. Um, I don't know. Those guys like they don't really have a safe floor. You're kind of hoping for like the upside of getting a touchdown. Um, and that's not. That's obviously not guaranteed. And then defenses who we're looking at for this week, if you're streaming in defense, probably the Vikings who get the Bears and then the Dolphins who get the Jets. Okay, I see what you're doing there. Got it. Okay, I was just writing all this stuff down because as you guys heard, my mood is I'm angry Tuesday mood. I've been going through a lot with all this football why is football like this, man? It's just horrible. It just throws me curveballs all the time. Ugh. Anyways, gotta get back to my little dark corner, cry a little more, gather myself up, and then go out there and face the world and do it with style. So we're keeping this short, and we are out like Kyle freaking Pitts is out of my lineups, and pretty much a lot other of you guys out there with Kyle Pitts. Just throw him into the trash and grab... Conquer. See you all.